Welcome to the Ask the Commission podcast. The night before the AFC East Championship and the, sorry, not AFC East, the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship. I'm Isaiah. I'm Mark. And I'm hoping I don't have laryngitis. Got an appointment on Monday. I was trying to shake a bad cold. And when I had laryngitis once, I had it for like three weeks and it was brutal. That's rough. I'm actually just getting over something myself. Um, this this whole week with got two feet of snow um, and then getting sick. It was just rough. No, that's I'm looking, rough. I'm looking forward to the games tomorrow. Uh, I think it'll, it should be quite a spectacle. Yes. So first up, let's go NFC because... I told you I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles got blown out by the Niners. And that's because resume-wise, I think the Niners have a better better resume. When I look at the Eagles, they beat up on the NFC East. And that's one of those things that I'm like, this is always questionable. Yeah, I'm looking at offensive and defensive rankings. And so for Philadelphia, they were the third ranked offense scoring 28, a little over 28 points a game. Their defense was the eighth ranked, giving up about 20 points a game. You know, so they scored about, you know, a touchdown and a two point conversion more than their opponents every game. San Francisco are the sixth-ranked offense, scoring about 26.5 points. So only a point and a half behind Philadelphia. Uh, And then they had the first-ranked defense, giving up just over 16 points a game. And the way that San Francisco has been playing, what did they, like, rail off, like, 10 to 12? I believe it's... I think it started... Was it the week they got McCaffrey? that they started this win or is it before it was the week after they lost to the chiefs so they've won they won 10 in a row to end the season and then they won last week uh you know they're rolling um i just against liked opponents uh they both went three and one um, I think San Francisco lost against the Bears very early in the season that before first they had McCaffrey. It. Yep. Um, and that might have been uh, so early in the season. I'm not sure what what injuries or what happened in that game. Um, and then, but, you know, they beat the Commanders, who Philadelphia played twice, won one, lost one. Um, they have... I just, I look at how San Francisco has been playing and they're just on a roll. You know, it doesn't matter who they have. Like McCaffrey, he isn't, he isn't getting like 150 yards rushing or, and like another 50 receiving, like he'll maybe get like 110 combined and, but they're still destroying people. It's amazing that he goes and he can like, because he's there, he makes the receivers better. Yes, he makes, he makes their tight end better. He makes everyone better. He's keeping the defense honest. You know, yep. they they, ha- they can't double team anyone else because then he's free, and he's deadly catching balls out of the backfield. He's a home run hitter, and that that just helps. Well, San Fran, San Fran having Kittle is it's it's everything. I mean. You start seeing guys, I mean, Debo sometimes is an afterthought if it's the Kittle and McCaffrey show. And then it's like, oh, yeah, they still have Debo and Ayuk and, you know, they, they have weapons. Um, and I, I try to go, well, who, who, what's the biggest weapon for each team? And like you said before, McCaffrey hasn't been here the whole season. But if you take Jalen Hurts, who's arguably their best player, away from Philly, 
Can Philly beat San Fran without him? No. No. San Fran beat Philly without their best weapon? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to um, I don't think Shanahan is going to allow Brock Purdy being a rookie to be in a position where he has to do too much. Brock Purdy is he's amazing. He's amazing. His his job is going to be get the ball to your weapons as fast as you can. Don't make any mistakes. Just give them. Give them the ball. Let them do their thing. And he's going to look amazing. Yeah, they uh Hertz and Purdy played against each other um <laughs> in college. It was amazing. It was yeah, it was uh 40 if fi- final it was 42 to 41. Jalen won. Um you know, but just so it's I mean these this is this is fun, man. I like I like it like you know, like Philly and their defense has just been like a big story. Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts and whatever. And Gardner's not bad at all, don't get me wrong, but San Fran is like this like like lion in the back that people are just like, oh yeah. You know, they kind of wrote him off for dead when Purdy was like the guy, you know, but yeah, we figure, you know, their first string quarterback goes out. Oh, it's okay. You know, we planned for this. We got Garoppolo. Like, <laughs> right. okay, great. So you'll probably finish a little bit above 500, you know, just enough to make the playoffs, but not enough to do anything. And, you know, but then they decide to like, you know what? Let's let's just go all in. Like let's let's go get McCaffrey. Let's do this. And you know, partly it's like, well, why would they do that? They don't really need him, but he's fit in so seamlessly there. It's it makes you wonder why didn't they do it in the off season? Like how could how good could they have been if they had grabbed him before the season? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I think Carolina was still trying to hold on to McCaffrey at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and they they, thought they had a chance. They, what do they have, Sam Darnold? There's no way they were they were taking this season seriously. And right. Baker Mayfield. And Baker. Yeah, like, Don't forget, they had both of them. Like, oh. They had both of them. And it's like, which one? All you have to do to look at your team, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if you have downfield threats. It doesn't matter. You say which quarterback throws to or works the best with McCaffrey. That's your starter. <laughs> That's your starter. No, no, pretty much. I mean, McCaffrey's not going to have to um, for San Francisco's game plan to work. You just right. don't need every. You don't need to depend on everybody. Right. You yeah. just need everybody to catch the to catch the three balls that come their way. That's well, it. And, and and there's no there's a direct correlation to QBs McCaffrey's played with. And regardless of talent, that they do well when he does well, right? Because they don't have to have pinpoint accuracy like Justin Herbert. If you get McCaffrey involved in the game and you can get a couple linebackers to take a step when they're supposed to be dropping in coverage, you're gonna you'll you'll win more games than than you'll lose. No, absolutely. I think um so, yeah, so my prediction for tomorrow's game is I expect the Niners to win that game. Um, I mean, I think I really like the Eagles. I do. But I've watched them, I've watched them play this year, and I've watched their both. I've watched their losses with Jalen Hurts in the lineup. And those games prove, kind of showed, how as long as if they come out and they're not in rhythm, they're going to get beat against a good team. When they do that, you know, so it's like the, when they played Washington, they never had a rhythm, so they lost. When they played the Colts, they couldn't find a rhythm until late. So I see this Niners game very much like if they don't, they can't play the Niners and only and only have ten points at the half. Yep. And tomorrow it'll be forty degrees in in Philly. 
Yeah, which is great. That I mean, it's, it's not. It's not ten. It's not. Nope. So you know, what I mean, like, I think that there's a th- certain threshold. Like, I think forty for people that you know live out in the Bay Area. I, I don't think that's like horrific. I'm sure. No, they're it's like, not. Cold. It's it's sleeve. It's sleeve. It's sleeve weather until the adrenaline kicks in. That's it. Man, Sleeves, I'll, the I'll adrenaline take, kicks I'll in. I'll take a in. high. I'll take a high twenties in the middle of uh, February. I mean, I'll be like, woo! It's almost time to not even wear my hoodie. Just, I think San Francisco has a much better defense, and I think that's what's going to come into play. I think San Francisco is yes. going to be able to stop Philadelphia more than Philly's defense is going to be able to stop San Francisco. That's what it feels like. I'm I'm going I'm I'm going to go Philly because I think I I'm in agreement. I think I think they have a a solid defense, but Philly was top ten all year long, top like all year long. But yeah, but the but the argument I make. I was um, the argument I st- I make with about that is the is the that's two Washington games. Oh, that's two Giants games. Then and both were were they not playoff teams or? Well, what you, you know, the Giants were a playoff team, and but Washington was there in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not wrong, but like. No, they were there. They're on the cusp of making yes, but the whole NFC East. But their problem was, but they, but they, but they have offensive problems. They have problems where they can't score a lot, right, consistently. And so I think that's one of those things that helps your defensive stats when you when you have when you um when you when you uh, people look at your look at your schedule and go, did you play offense consistently? For instance, they played the Colts. They, right. They they also have the Colts on their resume, you know those kind of things. It's like we, you know, um, and I think uh, I think it's gonna it's it's gonna be interesting. Um, but I'm glad, but I'm glad that it's not bad weather. And I think if it was bad weather, then it could be then it could be anything goes. But I think in a in a in a decent weather game. You're gonna see which team is truly the the best of the best in that way. So this season, Philadelphia had the second easiest schedule, only behind the Giants. Wow. Um, looking at San Francisco was 13. Um, okay. Cincinnati was 26. And Kansas City was 32nd. Holy moly. But what's really interesting about that, though, is like all the NFC East teams, like Isaiah just said, have to play all the other NFC East teams, you know, twice. And that entire division almost made the playoffs this year. They played the AFC South. And if you look at the AFC South, I, I'm, I guarantee that everyone in the NFC East beat everyone in the AFC South every time they played. So, yeah, they, so, got, so they got four easy wins. They uh, got the Texans. They got the Texans, the Colts, Colts Titans, Titan, and the Jaguars. The Titans. And if you don't, if you didn't play the Titans when Ryan Tannehill was there, you probably beat the Titans. Right. Philly beat all. Philly beat all four, and then. Uh, San Francisco beat all four. Ooh. So, I mean, that's that's four easy wins right there. And then if you check out like Cincinnati and Kansas City, just they they seem to play just more difficult teams. Well, arguably the AFC is much harder. Yeah, I mean, our. I would put our eighth or I don't even know what they are blindly, but I would put our eighth and ninth teams against their eighth and ninth teams outside. that. So let's just, let's just get rid of the NFC South and the AFC South, you know, like those are just the two garbage divisions. 
And then looking at the rest, it I mean, they're I mean, all the divisions seem to be like comparing the uh AFC to NFC, you know, pretty similar with good teams and crap teams. But you know, like at Minnesota, like they were kind of a fraud. Cowboys, they were kind of a fraud. Um, Chargers, they were a fraud. Baltimore dealing with injuries, you know, they had they right. really couldn't do what they should have done. Um, Miami had injuries. So it's um, you know, you're looking at who's left, and it's it seems to be the real teams, like the ones who we thought towards the beginning of the season, at least yes. AFC, you know, we were expecting Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. Those are the three teams. Right. Um, I think in the NFC, I think a lot more people were expecting a little more out of Tampa Bay and Green Bay, of course. True. Um, and, and probably the Rams as well, coming off the usually yes. Super Bowl loser who does horrible the next season. And right. but they won in you know five and 12. Right. Yeah. So now, I, yeah. So now let's go to the let's go to the, the AFC matchup. All right. For me, Chiefs, Bengals. I have the Chiefs winning all day. I just can't see the Bengals beating them again this season, not to mention that would make six times in a row. And that doesn't really happen for good teams. Eventually, the good teams get you. Yeah, I guess eventually Peyton Manning, you know, eventually beat Brady once, you know, or twice. But, like, I, I, I'm going to go with Cincinnati on this. I mean, looking at, uh, like, offensive and defensive ranking, um, Kansas City's the first-ranked offense, scoring about 29 points a game. Kansas City's seventh, scoring 26. They were out. They were without Jamar Chase for you know a whole chunk of the season, and having played in the Super Bowl a little bit of late football, you know they start a little slow. Um, since he has the sixth-ranked defense, while Kansas City has the 16th-ranked defense. Saying that, the point differential. Kansas City's only letting up another point and a half compared to Cincy. So really not much, you know, half a field goal difference between 6th and 16th. Which is why anyone drafting fantasy football defenses other than second to last is an idiot. Exactly. I but I I'm, regress. I'm all things being equal, I always look at you know, quarterbacks, coaches, whatever. All things being equal, you always come yeah. down to quarterbacks. Who is the better quarterback, Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow? I mean, I think it's one of those things. Like, I, yo, I really, really like Burrow. I do. I love him. But, but, um, he, he's just not Mahomes. He's not. He's not. Like, he's not. However, that's when they're both at 100%. Patrick Mahomes' leg almost flew off. I don't know what they did down in the locker room to attach back to his body, but they did a great job of it. He got the shot. He, yeah, he got something all right. Okay. He got more than just a shot. I'll tell you that. Okay. And then this guy comes back and he's like, even when he's celebrating later, he's still hobbling. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's, what are we going to say? He's at 80%. No, I th I think generous. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a lot healthier than people would even think he's supposed to be. Because there's, because there's the thing about no it is, way. here's the deal: the thing about it is, when they show him at practice, he doesn't have a brace on. You so, can't fake that. Like, if he had, he, you gotta have. If it was really affecting him in some capacity. You can see the ankle brace, and you can't. If you it was that I mean? bad, would he have come back to play after he first got out? Like he came no, back. Andy Lee would have bit. never let him come back in. But that's true. Andy like, Lee would have it, never. Like I, I think that you know it was a precautionary thing where they're like, okay, listen, like 
we're going to take you out now because, you know, we got this. So, you know, don't. Body was in half. His ankle was pinned under. His leg was sideways. I thought he blew his knee out at first. I was like, oh, my God, this dude's leg blew off. Yeah, yeah that was a bad. Sprained. It was like. That was, ugh, it was bad. Tactic. It looked cartoonish ugh, the way his leg turned. Then his knee and then his hip. And then, you know, he's, again, even. Okay, high ankle sprain. Sure. There's so he's not even listed. He's not listed on the injury report. Oh, yeah. Travis Kelsey is. Yeah, uh-huh. which is crazy. That's crazy. Kelsey was just put on the report either yesterday or today with a bad back. Um, you know, probably from carrying the team all season. That's pretty pretty much what it has to be. <laughs> I mean, um, he's still he's. I would love to see. I don't know my dream Super Bowl. I mean, I I don't like Kansas City, um, because I hate Kansas City. But I would love to see Kelsey, Kelsey, and I'd be all Philly all day. Well, I, I don't have any, I don't have any bias towards any of these teams. Um, I will say my wife's family is from California, um, and so they are 49ers fans. But like, I think being, uh, being able to witness Brady and how amazing he was here for 20 years, it's like. Let let Kansas City have a turn. Let Cincinnati have a turn. Like they okay yeah, someone else to be like Mahomes is amazing, but it's one of those things. Like as as has he peaked? You know, like everyone sees Brady and Rogers, and you know how long they've played. But like they're the exception to the rule. You know, I know Mahomes has been great, but like everyone on the team starting to get old. Kelsey's actually the second oldest tight end in the league. Yeah. Um, so it's they probably their window is rapidly closing. Well, so that's what I would have I would have agreed to that if they didn't lose Tyreek Hill and it didn't matter. They have literally it's I think Patrick Mahomes, I think they realize like, yo, we can we can we can be good if we if we do it right, we can be good. When they, they can replace for, him with Juju Smith-Schuster and they be give, fine. That's crazy. I mean, what they get for Tyreek? Four first? Four? That's yeah. insane. And, you know, so I think I think that's definitely going to come down to um, to the freaking the front office for them. You know, um, my sense... That hardest position, though, Mark's right. I mean, age-wise, okay. Could... Anyone on uh, is it? Could anyone on the Chiefs do half of what they do without Kelsey? Well, so the thing about it is, I don't think they'll do that. The same way, it's not as if Tyreek left and they don't just throw the bombs he would have gotten to someone else. They spread it around differently. Yeah. So I think. So I think the idea is. If Kel- hypothetically speaking, if Kelsey was to be out tomorrow, they would just, instead of throwing four balls that direction, now those balls would get spread between everyone else, and they'll do it like that. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they try to do something crazy, like run the ball tomorrow, which they don't always do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's, I think it's going to be really interesting. I just, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, I just don't think Cincy's a better team than them. I not I like Cincy. I just don't. But to me, Cincy is one of those things where it's just like, you guys, you're good, but you've also proven to us you can get beat by teams that aren't as good as you. Yeah, and, I mean, I mean, if you look at it, Cincinnati was up big on the Pats. The Pats came back and almost won. Right? That, that yep. was they almost won that game, but. Like, you know, like you say, okay, like they have this huge chip on their shoulder, huge chip on their sh- on, on their shoulder because of, you know, playoffs and neutral site and all that stuff. Um, better send those refunds. But, like, Mark's right. They have a better defense and not even probably just a better defense. I know that some of their guys on their defense 
have scored for them. Kansas City, I mean, think of what that D-line, that D-line did, what that D-line did to contain Josh Allen. If they could do that, they could they could certainly contain a less than 100% Patrick Mahomes. One of yeah, these the problem, teams, yeah. One you know, of the problem is has a receiver, has receivers that have 50 or more receptions. Five receivers, or you know, you know, tight ends, running backs combination. The other one only has three with 50 more receptions. Cincinnati That's- has more. Cincinnati has five players that have 50 more reception, while Kansas City only has three. Pretty much they throw it to um McKinnon, they throw it to Schuster, and they throw it to Kelsey. Yep. Like other than that, it's just random people who kind of filling in, you know, it's a whole bunch of nothing. Where, you know, Jamar Chase is number one, but he missed four games. Right. And then you have T. Higgins, you have Mixon, you have Boyd, you have Hunter Hurst. All of them have more than 50. And Hunter Hurst, you know, he missed uh four games, three games this season. Yep. So like I know, like, spreading the, the ball around. I think if Kelsey's out, like, Kansas City's done. I do, I think so. They don't have anyone else to throw the ball to. They throw it to him 15 times a game. Right. Uh, Cincinnati has more options. Kansas City is not a running back either. No, again, so think of that like Mark's right. If he's out, if he, whether he, you know, he's not, he's not going to miss the game. I'm sure he'll start no matter what. But if he gets out of the game, and then you're relying on 80% Patrick Mahomes against a team that can score 40 or 50, but also has a better defense than you, and they're pissed off. I, I think Cincy. So it's so funny because I also think I think the Chiefs are pissed off. They're looking at Cincy. Cincy's been talking at Barrowhead Stadium shit. And they're like, all right, cool. We got you. <laughs> We got you. You yeah. know what I mean? I think I um I think this is gonna be a one of those guys gonna put try to put a little extra on their tackles and shit. Yeah, I these two teams don't like each other. Um I don't someone I heard someone say if Burrow gets there and wins a Super Bowl, people need to stop passing by his name when they mentioned the best because Mahomes also got to one and lost. And then he won one. Yeah. So he's one and one in Super Bowls. If well the I know the well the thing I didn't realize that it's just kind of funny to think about. I forget sometimes I saw the I saw the stat today that said since Mahomes has been QB one, every AFC championship has been played in Kansas City. That's amazing. It is literally the Kansas City Invitational to get to the Super Bowl. You have to go through him. But it's what I think before Andy Reid won a Super Bowl in Kansas City, like he's been coaching 24 years. He won the one Super Bowl. He had a very long tenure in Philly. They went to the Super Bowl once with McNabb. You know, they could never quite get there despite having. They couldn't get over the hump. You're doing the same right. thing with Kansas City. I think they well, got I, they got lucky with not maybe not lucky with the Super Bowl. They were finally able to break through. You know they they're the this Kansas City team is better than any Philly team he had. Yeah. But you know, but like I said, like the window's closing. Like they had the like five championships in a row through Kansas City. Great, probably be the last one. At this point, with Buffalo, with Cincinnati. Um, other, you know, Miami's starting to make a play. Um, Baltimore is going to come back better next year, hopefully, if they re-sign Lamar. Um, Chargers are going to try to improve, but aren't. You know, Raiders are going to try to get better next year with Tom Brady. Uh, so just, I see the everyone aging, the windows closing, with NFL parity being what it is, and Andy Reid is history of not being that great of a coach, you know, very, very good. Not great. I think so. It's so funny. 10 years, people used to bash his time management. 
Yeah. He's, and he's still, and he's. 100%. 100%. He's, he's gotten better. Do you, do you think that's all him or do you think he has a quality control guy? You, you know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. Well, I think, I think. Or do you think he puts more learned. of it on the players? Like he puts more well, of it on the home, knowing he can mistakes. take it. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, you coach that long, you've learned from mistakes. So I do think, I do think there is some, um, the idea that him not being able to win the big one, quote unquote, is starting to uh, to um, rear its ugly head. His um, the last year, the Chiefs should have beaten the Bengals in the playoffs in the championship. They should have, like a hundred percent. They were overall that game went away for them. They they. They did a stupid play call, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think um, Mahomes got picked in overtime. So that was dumb, just dumb. That was one of those things. Um, I think the I think the Zach Taylor Bengals thing. I think um, it's going to be interesting. But this year, when the Chiefs lost to the Bengals, oddly enough, I think that's going to help the Chiefs for this game. Because when the Chiefs lost this this year to the Bengals, they were up at halftime. They know that. They know that they – it's kind of one of those things, right? It's like if you're the Bengals, you approach the game like we've gotten them each time we've gotten them. So we're not afraid of them. And the Chiefs are like, yeah, every time you've gotten us, you've barely gotten us. So as long as we don't do anything too stupid – We'll be fine. You know what game, I mean? Mahomes only had 16 completions for 223 yards. You just they just couldn't they couldn't really seem to do anything. They had an explosion in the in the third quarter, but then they were held scoreless in the fourth. And since he came back to score 10 points to win. Where was that game? Uh that was in Kansas City. Oh, Cincy? Oh, yeah. It was in Cincy. Uh, Kansas City went out to an early lead. Kansas City, or Cincy went out to an early lead. Kansas City came back right after halftime. And then Cincinnati closed it out. Um, Joe Burrow, 25 completions for 286. Um, you know, two touchdowns. Mahomes only had one. Uh, I remember it. it didn't just it wasn't a very productive game for the Chiefs. No, that game I remember. I could be wrong. I thought I was playing Dean when he had Mahomes. Oh, interesting. Either had Mahomes, and it was like, oh, you know, he had nothing, and I had Burrow who had those two touchdowns. Mm, nice. Interesting looking at Kansas City's schedule. They lost to Indy very early in the season, you know, week three. Yeah. And then other than that, they lost to Buffalo and they lost to Cincinnati. That was it. Those are the only other two losses they had during the season. Yeah. And uh who is Cincy lose to this year? Cincinnati. They <laughs> they started the season 0-2, losing to the Steelers and then the Cowboys. Uh, then they lost to the Ravens in Week 5. They lost... Oh, the yeah, Browns. that was like a Monday nighter. Yeah. Uh, they lost to the Browns in Week 8. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. not including the canceled game, they won out the rest of the season. And I think at that point, that's when... I think Jamar Chase was back. Yes. Uh, well, actually, not the first game, but they played Carolina, so that didn't matter. Uh, but yeah, yeah I think it's interesting. Kansas City was tough all year long, and they lost to, you know, the two other supreme teams in the right. AFC. Right. Barely. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati started slow, I think, because of the Super Bowl hangover. Um, you know, I was fully expecting them to not make it back to the playoffs since they lost, but here they are, you know, one win away from getting back. 
Yeah, I which which game's first? Kansas City? No, I think Kansas City's six. No kidding. game, right? Yeah. 49ers oh. Eagles. I think because it's playing in Philadelphia. So it's an early game. And then Kansas mm-hmm. City is more West Coast. So that's the later game. Yeah, usually I think they flip that time slot every year. AFC, NFC, AFC, you know, flips. That might make sense. Yeah. That might make more sense. But I figured with um, – I mean, it's a Sunday game. You're going to get people tuning in no matter what. They don't really have to worry about, you know, well, we need 50,000 more people from this market to tune in. You know, if <laughs> you're a fan of football, you're watching these two games tomorrow. They they are the second and third highest rated game of the year behind the Super Bowl. Wow. So, what I about mean, the Pro Bowl? I don't even know what they're doing this year. They're doing flag. They don't flag. They should do like totally different things, like like they used to do, like the forty yard dash. You know, they right? should do like the NFL blitz game, where yeah. like you could have like double passing, and like just make it ridiculous, make it an arcade game, like <laughs> make it like everyone doing laterals on every play, and just I want to see, uh, I want to see Nick Bosa out there. Like as a quarterback throwing balls to other defensive players, I want to see stupid stuff. I I no, I, they got to do a stuff where just the whole week, if you made the Pro Bowl, you got to get in weird adventures with other dudes that made the Pro Bowl. Like this week, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews are gonna try to sell a car. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be beautiful. What about like a hot dog eating contest? Yes. Like what if you have, yes, them, compete, yes. have them compete in like other things? Um, like Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like a potato sack race or like a have two, have two like a receiver in a corner who hate each other, like in a three-legged race against like a defensive end and a quarterback. Like, so like okay, let's see if these guys can work together. Who was it? Josh Norman and um, who? Who did he hate? Everyone. He hated. There was one. Yeah, there was one receiver that he'd always get into it with. Um, who was it? Steve Smith Jr. I was. He. I, I picked him, but I don't too. think so. Steve. I remember Steve Smith Jr. hated Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey hated him. Yeah. Yeah. That was real bad. <laughs> Josh Norman. Yeah. He just changed so many teams that I'm like, after a while. Well, some when you're shut down, sometimes shut down corners don't age well at all. Right. Odell Beckham Jr. I just typed into the Google machine. Who oh. did Josh Norman hate? And the first yeah. thing came up was OBJ. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'm wondering where OBJ is going to land. No if you're way. him, they they had, they had ten teams that were looking for offensive coordinators. Why don't, wouldn't you wait to see where ten of those teams land? I think the problem. I think he's got the problem where if he didn't land, we he didn't land, and now he's got to compete with anybody that's getting drafted and in free agency. So he actually As might have to wait. Receiver. Yeah, so he actually might have to wait even longer to see what happens during the preseason before he can pop on a team. Right. It just didn't it didn't it's one of those things that benefited him for a second and now can hurt him. Yeah. You know what I mean? The same way um the same way the Broncos, okay. The Broncos, they fired they fired Nathaniel Hackett, but after he had already lost 11 games, when in the first week he clearly looked lost. But what that happens is if they had fired him like four games or five games earlier, then it makes – because the, the, the few games that Russell played without Daniel Hackett, all his numbers were better, which stands to reason that if you're going to bring in a new coach anyway, you don't want the can Russell play thing to be a hindrance of that. 
And that's what it will, that's what it is, and that's what it will be going forward. So had they cut him for had they fired him four or five games earlier and then allowed Russell to kind of prove he it wasn't all his, his fault. Then a dude like Sean Payton is more inclined to be like, I'll take the check and come on over. Yeah. Because, because there's no mm-hmm. doubt. If if Russell Wilson had thrown if he had thrown 30 touchdowns this year and they still lost, they wouldn't have a problem finding a coach. You don't think that Sean Payton wouldn't consider going to Denver and then be like, you know what? Who's his backup? Brett Rippon. Yep, wouldn't be anymore because he's he's signing Jameis. So the 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 but the problem is as early only they can only really get out of his contract until 2025. That's the problem. They gave this dude too much money, so he's an albatross on the whole organization. Yeah. That's the that's the huge problem. It's kind of one of those things, which is why I'm surprised the GM hasn't gotten didn't get fired. Because it's like if you're going to bring a guy in, sure, bring a guy in. But when you give him a new contract with all this guaranteed money before he's played with you in the new system with this new coach and looks god awful, you would have never given him that contract. Never. No one would. But now it looks like the worst contract and trade ever by the production of what you've gotten and you guys give the fifth draft, the fifth overall draft pick this year to Seattle, who actually made the playoffs and their quarterback looked 10 times better than your quarterback. Seattle is going to like, this is going to be one of those historical, you know, who made out better type of deals. Like, the fact that Geno Smith is rocking Seattle right now and they're going to get an amazing draft pick to even get themselves better next year um, is just amazing. And, um, I mean... Yes, brutal. brutal. Sean, Sean Payton needs to go to Denver. Like, he will be the best fit for that team. He... But I really think... I really think he's just not... He's he's not 100% sure that he wants to do the Russell thing in case it does work out. And the problem, too, is, right, you know, just like anything, if he, go, he also knows if he goes there and he thinks Russell is shit, he can't get – that's going to be a declaration on his resume. You know what I mean? He'd have to have it's some just, sort of agreement – a place ahead of time with the owners. Like, listen, I'm going to come in with the understanding that if this guy sucks again this year, that we have to do something to either dump him or trade him or something, see if he'll restructure. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not going to get fired because this load of crap is, you know, is finished. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's stupid. Every year, the dead money until you complete that contract completely screws yeah. Denver. But they it's signed brutal. Him. brutal. They signed and, him. And so like they're they're whoever signed that contract for Denver. Uh, if 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 they're not already gone, they need to be No, gone. he's still there. George Payton. That's a George Payton. He he had he, he hadn't even been with the team that long. That <laughs> since that is going to be the thing that <laughs> always he's probably a spy. Hey, this is brutal. You know what I'm gonna do? So I'm brutal. Gonna, I'm gonna saddle he's gonna get fired and he's gonna get a job in Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh my I'm gonna completely send the Denver Broncos to financial ruin over one one contract. And that's the problem. I mean, so I think I think clearly if um if the Broncos were the Broncos of old, he'd already be there. But I think because he hasn't signed, it's it's a 
it's more of a telling of, yo, I don't know if I can do it or want to do it. Now, oddly enough, I am well, one of the things that does surprise me though is that is that they don't have more of the people who've worked with Russell in the past have been successful in the running to be his coach. He's had success with old he's had success with other offensive coordinators when he was in Seattle. Right. The fact that none of them are on the table is insane. Are any of them available? Uh, are any of them like can Denver well, afford any well, of so them? The, well, the thing about it is, right, you're available if you're a coordinator and a team is hiring head coaches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to be like, I mean, well, some people will be. They'll be like, nope, I'm good. I'm good here where I'm at. But some dudes, especially because the problem is, and I understand it, right? Teams, teams are like, look, we want to bring in better, a veteran head coach. A head coach who's done it before. The problem with that is, chances are, if you're bringing in a head coach who's done it before, he got fired somewhere anyway. And um, and the problem, and so the so you circumvent the idea of hiring somebody who hasn't been the head co- a head coach before with somebody who has worked well with this guy who you have all this money in. Like, literally. Well, You know, it's like... Is that, is that... Hackett is where now? He got picked up by the Jets. That's correct. Which basically seems to say the Jets think they can get Aaron Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers is literally the runaway bride of... NFL quarterbacking when it comes to the when it comes to free agency. He's gonna pull a Brett Favre and make his way over to the JETS Jets. I don't think but but it's one of those things. Everything about Aaron Rodgers says because he knows Brett did it, it's the kind of thing he would pay, he would front on doing. I think I, I, I told Mark, we, we talked about it. I think. The Jets, if you're if you're a good quarterback in the offseason, is the best place to go to by far. They their their whole team is young and their defense young and stacked. Right. The team, the team is yes, the team is young and the team is stacked. My biggest concern about the Jets, it's always been, is the coaching, the management. And just the ownership. Like, that's not a winning organization. No. It hasn't but, been for my entire life. Yeah, but some, but some, but eventually some teams get it. I mean, um, when we were, when we were kids growing up, we knew the Bengals sucked. We, everyone knew it. But would, would Aaron Rodgers want to come to the Jets? I mean, they're young and they're up and coming, but then, you know, you have to play. You, you know, you had to go against Josh Allen, you know, I and think, then, yeah. and then mm-hmm. Miami's getting better. And, you know, it's, yeah. New England is against check twice. I think really, I think if Aaron Rodgers really wanted to go play somewhere else, he would have done it already. He, it's he like likes, literally like the comfort. I mean, plus he's getting paid. He's, you know, considered a God in green Bay, you know, and if he retires this season, He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, you know, first ballot, no question. He's going in. So yes. it's, you know, maybe he's waiting to see if Brady retires because he doesn't want to retire in the same year as Brady and have to share that sort of spotlight, you know. No, no. And and and, and Rogers, he can say what he wants. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want any of the criticism. Any. No, no. He doesn't want that. He He knows damn well. If he goes to another team and still loses, he'll get more criticism than just losing in Green Bay. But the weirdest thing about if you're Green Bay, and I'm like, are you guys insane? Is even wanting him to come back is like to do what? He played all year, and you guys 
didn't make the playoffs? I think it's an easy cop-out because, you know, if he stays and they don't win, he can be like, well, they're not giving me what I need to be able to win. But if he goes someplace else and he picks someplace else, then he has to know that that's the place that I know that I can go to win. So if he goes someplace else and he loses, then it's all on him. So yeah, he doesn't want that. Yeah, he doesn't want that. So he'll he'll stay in Green Bay. He'll earn his money, you know, and then whatever happens, happens. He got his one Super Bowl. He'll get into the Hall of Fame. He has his MVPs. The Gronkowski said something last week that I found hilarious. Oh, I heard it. Yeah. Indicating of the type of person uh, Aaron Rodgers is. And it's, he says he could come back and be another, you know, get another MVP. And Gronkowski was like, why are you thinking about MVP? Why not think about Super Bowl? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's who Aaron Rodgers is. It's yep. the individual accomplishments. It's mm-hmm. me. It's, I, you know, look you. at how great am I? In? How great am I? Enough about me. Let's talk about me. That was so surprising, but it's not shocking. It's literally just what's in his head, and it came out. Yeah, it's it's like like, no one talks. No one says that. No No. one says that. That's so cocky, especially because it's like most valuable. Like it's like, dude, like uh, that's that that's the guy that you're like, oh wow, yeah. I don't I don't see a lot of guys liking to play with him. Well, and. The MVP thing, it's like, dog, if there was a window that's closed, him getting another MVP, that window's closed. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like there's too many young dudes, yep. too many young dudes playing great. This is not going to happen for him. No. You know, um, but I but I think he knows, too, like, he's not getting to, know, he's not getting to another Super Bowl. And I right. think he's... And I think he's kind of accepted that in his head, like because Brady doesn't think like that. No, Brady thinks I'm here. We got a shot. Yep. Yep. You know, and Rodgers is like, well, uh, I mean, I need to get mine. I can't believe he said that. I can. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. He's that dude. Literally. In a, in a way, he's probably, I mean, as funny as it is, he's probably Zach Wilson with with success. The, the talent. And yes, yeah. Yeah. the success and talent. That's it. You know what I mean? I mean, so it's like, yeah, so I mean, but that's why I'm surprised. I mean, I think, I think the Jets are probably, I think it's to try to get Jimmy G, who, who was um, worked with Salah before. And um, try to win some games, but because the problem is too, if you if you try to get Aaron Rodgers this year, you're a sucker. You're literally going to pay this dude a bunch of money. He's going to pull the same shit he always does. It's going to turn out worse than Russell Wilson. It's highly likely. <laughs> and, and the funniest thing is. It may not even it may not even be to the fact of him playing poorly, just the fact that he he's the type of dude he'll just throw people under the bus and do dumb shit like like not throw to the rookies. Right. Like, what are you doing? Well, I got to haze him. I got to teach him a lesson. Yeah. Well, and, um, if you drop a balls, I can't throw to you. Right. You know what I mean? That kind of bullshit. It's like no, no, Aaron. You know, if you're a high horse, this is the team game. And it, it's just interesting because he because he hasn't seemed to learn that yet. But he is willing. He's, he's willing to. Yeah, but he is willing to give credit to the people he likes. Again, he's a narcissist. I mean, but. Yeah, you. he used to give credit to Jordy all the time. That was his buddy. Jordan. Yeah, I mean the Devontae Adams not staying with him says a lot. lot. Says a lot. Says a lot. Basically, the same amount of money on the table. Right. And you're with the dude that everyone knows is going to the Hall of Fame. Right. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna roll with my buddy. No, because the thing about like it is, Aaron right? Rodgers or David Carr. Hmm. 
And then now I'm he's gone. Go my boy car. And then now you he's the, the only way it was kind of funny is right. The only way it doesn't make it seem a ridiculous move is if the Raiders were a winning team. And then he and then he got there. But it wasn't like they were going to the playoffs ever. They weren't a perennial playoff team. That's what makes it ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's like it, it's like you can go play for a team that doesn't have a quarterback with the success of Aaron Rodgers. Right. But the team doesn't have the team's success either. And that's where it's like, uh, no. So like I said, I mean, um, I'm, I mean, some of these franchises, I'm hoping they turn it around, but I'm not uh I'm not going to be surprised when some of them just falter and falter again. No, and you know, I mean, the 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 talk too about how they're saying, oh, well, because they floated the idea of a potential neutral site for a big, you know, championship game. Maybe the owners will want to do that for the Super Bowl. Can you imagine a written, uh, um? They said random site, not not even just for the Super Bowl, but for the AFC and NFC championship, a neutral site. Well, I think the idea is um, you're going to do that. So you're so you're going to tell all the teams that what you're playing for is to get a buy, and then like if you're the number one team, you get you earned a buy, and then you only get one game. What? So you get a week off, you only get one game, and then the next one is at a neutral site. Well, I, I just I'm just trying to think. If you want to have a neutral site, what is the how's it up with this? What is the benefit of doing that? There is none. There is I mean, like the I think the whole the whole having the home field advantage is to reward the teams for you know who had played the best during the season so to take that away from them you're taking away a reward to do well so teams will start resting their players for the you know like okay well maybe you know instead of just taking our guys out week 18 let's take them out week 17 or week 16 like let them rest for three weeks because we know that we're going to get in the playoffs but we're only going to have one home game and then it's not going to make a difference right so you know let's rest up you know, we we're not gonna. It's it just seems ridiculous to me that they would consider something like that. It's the talk yeah. site is because they sell they sell new tickets. They're selling at a much higher rate than the season ticket rate. I think they'd be hoping to kind of cash in, but like yeah. So let's say. Philadelphia, San Francisco. They're going to play in Houston. You know, and right. well, would it sell out? Like, would they have, they'd have to pick a stadium they knew was going to sell out right. that they'd be yeah. able to jack up the... No, you know, no. They, yeah, they, they're it, only going to... Make it worthwhile. Pick, yeah, they're only going to pick places that have great weather. Yeah. Like, so in that just case, like Zubo. You're, you're limiting, you know, the the amount of neutral sites that could be no and it's going to be just like, like tom Bowl, brady absolutely. taking the bucks to play the first time a, a team playing in their home stadium in the super bowl like that'd be another unfair advantage you know like oh it's a neutral site but it's going to be at this you know how how frustrating would it be for kansas city if it's playing at a neutral site and it just happened to be cincinnati so right. kansas city is supposed to be the away team or the home team but now they're playing an away game because the neutral site is the other team's stadium. Well, I mean, that happens, right? That's happened already in in um in a in uh the Super Bowl. So it's I mean, it's going to happen, you know, if that's the case. Um, I think it seems kind of silly. So we'll see. Because the problem is, right, like, I know how in baseball the winner of their quote-unquote Pro Bowl 
that's that that's the home that determines their probable determines their home field advantage and all that stuff. But the NFL doesn't have anything like that. So structurally, it doesn't work. It doesn't work except to be random. And that seems cheap. Yeah, I definitely think that they they can't go to neutral sites. It just, um, you know, unless, you know, there's some uh, unforeseen incident like what almost happened this year. Um, it just, you need to you need to reward the teams who played well all year. As well as their fans. Yes. Taking away AFC championships True. from from like the Patriots and just being like, hey, guess what? Now I know you you hosted, you know, how many AFC championships, right? But uh, yeah, that's not gonna happen right anymore, really. But the Steelers might play an AFC championship here as a home team. Like what? Like just just stop. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah, no. Oh my goodness. No, it'd be crazy. Um, just be it'd, it'd be too crazy. I I think it'll be championship weekend is always the best. Um, sometimes, many many times, because these two games are going to be just as good, if not better, than the Super Bowl. Right? I we've all seen a lot of Super Bowls that are like, uh, all right, <laughs> you know, but. They're not all blowouts. They just might not be as exciting. But there's a lot of great AFC and NFC championship games. No, always. And I always think the two teams that lose this weekend should always start the season. Yeah. That should always be the first game of the season. The Super Bowl that could have been, that wasn't. Yeah. I like that idea. I know that someone had mentioned... I think one of the talking heads from ESPN mentioned years ago about having the two teams, the two losing teams meet instead of having the Pro Bowl. But at that point, it's like, who wants to play for third place? Like, there's no incentive for those teams to... Well, so I think, well, you know what's funny? The problem is, I think, I think there's no incentive because they haven't created one. But every but it's kind of crazy, right? Everybody would totally watch that. Yeah, you know what I mean. One more game. It, it would, those yeah. ratings would be in, those ratings would still be insane. Yeah, I wonder, um, what, like, if you could get like the players' association to agree to it, knowing that like their the players' playoff bonuses and stuff is going to increase, which means more money for the players. The you'd figure the ratings for that game would be more than the ratings for the Pro Bowl. Well, no, the ratings for that game would dwarf the Pro Bowl's ratings. Would would even be able to compare because it'd be a regular, it'd be a real game. Like it'd yep. be a real game. And the idea is there's probably um, there's probably bra- there's bragging rights into into like. Like they, it, it would it would be the um, the Jimmy Johnson Trophy or something, whatever. I just yes. picked the name out of hat, you know. Um, who won the Jimmy Johnson? Um, who won the Jimmy Johnson Trophy? They they won it, and now they're trying to win the Vince Lombardi Trophy this year. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so it was, I mean, it'd be interesting. It'd be really interesting. Um. Because I mean they sell everything else, but the the best the best ideas they never do. That's right. Well, almost never. But yeah. Whew. On that note, I think we're about to get out of here. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm pulling. I'm pulling for Philly. Yeah, it's gonna be a crazy, crazy. San, Fran, San Fran's fun too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean. I do want to see that Chiefs Niners rematch, but yeah. Hey, well, hey, at the end of the day, we'll probably we should get some good football. 
I think no matter what the matchup ends up being, Kansas City San Fran rematch, you know, Kansas City versus Philadelphia, that'd be an amazing game. Yeah. Cincy versus San Fran. I think that's my pick. I think that'll be the all the games would be most amazing. Enjoyable. Yes. But yeah, like even Cincinnati versus Philly, like I think those are all gonna yep. be high scoring. Fun Super Bowl sluggers, yeah. That will be Slug enjoyable fest. for anyone, even the casual fan. Yeah. Can you imagine that Philly Cincy? Because then they what are they gonna do the Super Bowl week? Where'd Joe Burrow play? Yeah, that'd be awesome. LSD. Ohio, baby. Where'd Jalen Hurts play? Well, and, well, he played at FCU, but he's also, you know, he, he he played he was at Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> for him. So that'd be crazy. It'd be right. crazy. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be wild. Ugh. All right, guys. Ugh. I'm Isaiah. I'm Dan. I'm Mark. Peace out.